But this will help. Get him some breathing room. Walker. Walker. Across the 30. Still on his feet. There he goes. Kenneth Walker. He's going to go all the way. One play. 94 yards. You've been chopped. Judges. 6-0. They take care of business. Here against the Scarlet Knights, 31 to 13. They did it with 590 yards of offense. And so we had to chop you. Thank you, it was really fun. Hello everybody. Welcome to another week of the Spartan Crazies podcast with Ryan and Tim. MSU is now 6-0, bull eligible. Uh, I said they, I think my prediction was 7-5. So they're one win off of... Uh, Already winning, matching the win total I expected. So, uh, yeah, MSU wins again. Uh, honestly, didn't play that great. Uh, other than you know a bunch of a bunch of uh, really big plays, but I mean they had some struggling moments, especially in the first half. Um, penalties were an issue. I don't have the exact numbers in in front of me, but uh, they were the penalties were not great. I'm sure the coaching staff won't be happy about that. Anyways, let's get into the good stuff. So, Kenneth Walker, he has 29 carries, 232 yards, a 94-yard touchdown. It's an incredible play. I mean, I don't know. I I, I can believe some of those those uh, missed tackles that Rutgers had. Part of it was Walker. Part of it was you know really bad tackling. But uh, so on this on this touchdown run, he actually. Daps up Jalen Naylor, who we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, on like at like that ten yard line, it was legendary type shit. Uh, he, also, I thought that he was waving to Rutgers goodbye at the fifty, but I think he was um, signaling to his blockers. That's you could debate that, but um, I'm choosing to believe he was saying goodbye because the game did officially, not officially, but pretty much end. After that, you know, once that play, I mean, the game Michigan State was going to win once that happened. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was some seriously legendary shit. Uh, Potential Heisman moment there, you know. Uh, He's uh, something else. He's he's not going to be back next year. So, like I said, enjoy him while you can. Uh, Jalen Naylor, biggest game of the year, biggest game of his career, actually. Five catches for 223 yards, three touchdowns. He had, like, three straight receptions of over 60 yards or some crazy shit in the first half. Uh, great, incredible game from him. By the way, broke uh, Rutgers' stadium record for uh, receiving yards in the game. So Previously held by... Uh, uh, previously held by... Uh, oh, my God. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald from the Cardinals. Um... It, it was unreal. Uh, I think he moved into third place or fourth place um, in MSU receiving, uh, like in a, yeah, in a game, single game, right? Yeah, yeah, in a single game. Uh, I would just, assume I would assume that record is held by Charles Rogers, but I'm not completely sure. Pisco Burris is up there too with that Michigan game in '99. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Kenneth Walker, another monster game. We're getting some serious national recognition. MSU keeps on winning. He's got a legit chance at the Heisman. Like, I can't believe I'm saying that right now, but it is actually a, a fact that he's, like, fourth in odds right now. He's which, a, which is just insane. Well, um, he's the – you might have said it, He's the leading 
Russia. Russia in the nation, yes. And if you watch the tape, it's not like someone who... It's not like played, an offensive line that's just clearing this like yeah. massive hole. He's making these plays on his own. Yeah, a lot, I mean, of, a lot of these is... The yards after contact, I don't have it off the top of my head. He's but still leading. I mean, it's it, he's the leader in that, and he is actually a superstar. Yeah, he's a legit like NFL running back. Like he's he's that good. Yeah, like uh, ten total. He's up to ten total touchdowns. Uh, I saw some people doing comparisons to Derrick Henry's twenty fifteen, and he's currently outpacing those numbers through six games. Um, so as long as he, you know, as long as he can keep on pace, he's going to be right up there with the last running back to win the Heisman. And, uh, speaking of that, uh, yeah, I mean, he's on pace to do it, but he does have some tougher, uh, tougher games coming up here. So, I mean, but as long as MSU keeps on winning, he's going to be in that conversation the entire year. But, you know, he's got to win, I think, at least 10 games for him to be in legit consideration for the Heisman. But, yeah, huge game from Walker, Naylor, massive game. Thorne, other than that one pick, I thought he was really good. Uh, three touchdowns, 16 of 27, 340 yards. And he's kind of proven he doesn't have that bad of an arm. Like, he's making big plays uh, downfield now. So, it's a humongous uh, thing for MSU that if he can, uh, they, you know, his arm is, you know, at least, I think, above average, which I, I never thought I would be able to say. So. And the uh, 300-200-200 game was the fifth such game in college football history. So, um, yeah, Thorne, Thorne, uh, Thorne had a great game. Uh, they only, I miss you turned the ball over one time, Rutgers did three. You win the turnover battle, you win the game. So they're pretty, pretty much tells you all you need to know there with those, stat, with those big plays and uh, their turnover battle. I have to say, we said on this podcast, will Michigan State score another flea flicker? Ryan said, I quote, there's no way in hell. And he's three for three. Yeah. I mean, he's hitting these, Every, these throws. It's, so it's because of Kenneth Walker. Yeah, people are. Uh, people see there. him get the ball and the safeties start coming down because they know they're going to need help. They have to bite on Kenneth Walker having that ball in his hand. And then as soon as they do, Peyton beats him over the top. Yeah. It's funny how having a bunch of superstar skill players and a quarterback that out of nowhere is just playing exceptionally. It's funny how that makes a pretty effective offense. Yeah, they uh Yeah, that'll help. You know, having great skill players makes a quarterback better. Who would have thought? <laughs> um Yeah, so MSU, I mean, was solid. I think Mel Tucker wasn't exactly pleased, especially with the penalties. But, I mean, you have 600 yards of total offense, can't really complain. Um, into the defense, Noah Draw, who is the most mid-quarterback of all time, 15 of 30, 208 yards. I mean, I don't know how else to describe him. He's a mid-QB. Uh, never going to be great, but he's at least, you know, somewhat serviceable. Uh, MSU shut down the run game. Pacheco led uh, Rutgers in rushing with 11 uh, carries for 47 yards. Shameen Jones had seven catches for 110 y- yards. And they had, like, 55 passing yards of garbage time, and they brought in the backup, Cole Snyder. Um, so, I mean, MSU's secondary is getting better. It's not, like, god-awful. Like, so, like the stat show, because I know MSU, was as of last week, was last in the Big Ten and 
passing yards allowed. They're not is they're not that bad. They they aren't great. It's MSU's weakest spot on the team for sure, but they're not god awful. You can still win win big with the guys they've got. Yeah, I mean, I mean the I mean we tr- we're testing the limits of Ben but do not break. Like like we're playing it on maximum maximum level. Uh, we're giving up tons of yards between the twenties, and then we just kind of buckle down and hold guys to field goals. Um, and then you know sometimes we even get lucky, and they miss. I think it's interesting that, like Mel Tucker, defense that was his. That's his forte. That's what he's been trained in. Specifically defensive backs, yeah. And he has this consistent um, game plan where they're scoring 30s, 40s. Their opponents are scoring teens, 20s. And guess what? They're undefeated. A lot of people like to look at how many yards and what are they giving up in the pass rush. And I'm looking at this team was supposed to win four to five games and they're 6-0. and And... I mean, we're seeing game in, game out that this strategy is working. They are scoring more points than the other offense. Continuous. I mean, I mean, it just keeps happening. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know if we mentioned them yet, but uh, I wanted to talk about two two guys on the defense real quick. One, Cal Halliday. No idea. I, I would have never thought Cal Halliday would have been so important to a team. Uh, if we have Cal Halliday in the first half, we legitimately might win that game about 48-3. to three. Um, they, Rutgers would not have scored a touchdown because Ben Van Summeren, the guy who uh, replaced Halliday in the first half, was the one who missed the hole uh, on the Vedral, right? He, he ran it in, the Vedral run. Um, Cal Halliday does not miss that. And then another guy, uh, kind of under-the-radar guy, I was really excited about Marquis, Marquis uh, Lowry. Lowry? Lowry. Lowry. I don't know if it was the hair or what, but he was giving me massive Trey Wayne's vibes. Like, f- super physical, playing on his man, not giving that 10-yard cushion as everyone else. He was looking really good. And he was getting away with some... 50-50 calls maybe, but like you said, it, he was being physical, and he looked pretty confident they weren't, weren't going to call him each time. So I, I was always looking to him to see his reaction. Yeah, he uh, he was really good. Uh, probably going to take that fourth DB spot now with um, Brantley, Williams, and uh, – jeez, I'm blanking on the third Chester guy. Kimbrough. Chester Kimbrough. Chester um, Kimbrough to probably be the fourth guy now. And he was good, man. I, like, like like Tim said, yeah, they could have thrown flags on those plays, but they didn't. And uh, I thought that it was kind of hand fighting back and forth. And as long as it's going back and forth, they're usually not going to throw a flag. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he looked great. Um, Jordan Halliday, uh, again, shocker, Cal Halliday had a big game. Who would have thought? Um, but, yeah, that's Rutgers, really. I mean, Rutgers is much improved for sure. They're not They're not a walking doormat anymore. You know, so MSU finds a way to win on the road, 31-13. And uh, got a, one game coming up this week, and then they got the bye week, and then you got the big game. So hopefully they are not looking ahead here. 
going to Bloomington. They're four and a half point favorites. So went went up from three when it opened up, which to me, we're gonna get into bets obviously, but I, uh, I think Rutgers is a better team than Indiana. To be honest, and I am shocked that the line opened up at three. I thought it'd be more than that because MSU opened up as five point favorites against Rutgers, and IU does not have their starting quarterback, Michael Penix Jr. He is hurt. He's unlikely to play this game. The guy that they have is their backup, Jack Tuttle. And Penix has been awful this year. He has like four touchdowns, seven picks. He's not himself. He's hurt, clearly. Um, he's not he's not gonna play. So but Jack Tuttle, they had a buy IU had a bye last week. So they're gonna be on two weeks of preparation for MSU. And uh Jack Tuttle is their backup QB. Transferred to IU in 2019 from Utah. He's 8 of 18 this year. One t- touchdown, one pick. So he's been there for three years. So he knows the system. Um, so he's a, he's at least a guy with some experience. He hasn't played a lot of snaps, but he has been in the system for a while. So that's beneficial for him. Uh, Stephen Carr is their starting running back. He's a, he was a big five-star recruit. He's a grad transfer this year. He's kind of dealt with injuries and during his career. Um, not great numbers, 103 carries for 386 yards. So he's averaging less than four yards a carry, which is not that good. Um, you're going to recognize their two leading receivers because um, they've been around, it seems like, forever. Uh, Fry Fogel. Uh, he has 26 receptions for 276 yards and a touchdown. Peyton Hendershot's their leading receiver with 274 yards. Uh, sorry, Fry Fogel has 272, and that's 276. Uh, but, yeah, Hendershot's their leading uh, receiver. He's their tight end. 21 catches for 274 yards and a touchdown. Um, Their defense is not – IU has taken a big step back this year, and part, part a lot of it's Michael Penix just not being himself this year. Um, Ryder Anderson has three sacks. He's a senior. He has the most sacks on the team. Uh, they have two, two total picks for the year and they four six turnovers. By the way, Mike, like I said, Mike Penix himself has seven picks, so they're not winning the turnover battle just based on that. I don't know how many times they've turned the ball over, but I'm pretty sure it's more than seven. So... You lose the turnover battle, you're probably going to lose the game. Um, pretty simple stuff. Yeah, IU's not that good, um, but they're. It's going to be a close game, I think, um, for at least three quarters, and I think MSU might pull away at the end. Um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of. I'm nervous about it. I'm more. I'm nervous about them looking forward to Michigan because. That game is going – it's going to be like a top 10. It's If they both – assuming they both went out, they're both going to be in the top 10 when that game happens. So, it's like, it's – they've never had a, a game of this magnitude at Spartan Stadium in a while. So, uh, for the Michigan game at least. That's not a bad shout, the, them looking over. I would say, though, that Mel Tucker had a press conference today where he said the first thing he did was show his team film from last year. Do you remember the score yeah, last year? Game twenty four to nothing. Twenty four to nothing. Uh, funny enough, that was the last score of the last time Indiana played. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which it was. was against Penn State. Um, I think that Mel Tucker 
the way he talks about these games, you know, they all say the same cliches. But I think that he does get his team um, up for every game. And I I think that they're not going to overlook Indiana because, um, you know, because of Mel Tucker, the coaching staff. I think that they want vengeance. How many players were on the team last year that got whooped? A lot of these guys played on that team. I mean, they have a real reason to want to go Jane in Reed, there. Jaden Reed, I think, is going to have a big game because uh, – I mean, they didn't score at all last year. So. Yeah, well, I I would be shocked if they didn't score at all <laughs> yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, um, we all it's you know it's not as big of a rivalry as the one uh, on October thirtieth, but we still want the trophy back. I I like when the trophy rooms fill. I want I want the spittoon. We can't get the freaking megaphone from Notre Dame for another like eighty six years or something. I think it's like three or four years. It, it, now. Yeah, way too fucking long. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no. Uh, we want that Spatoon. Mel Tucker's gonna have the boys ready to go. They want that, they want that top ten matchup. You know? They want that top ten matchup. I would say my one thing is, I was kind of in agreement with Ryan that it wouldn't be shocking if they went one and one on this two-game road trip. But, Rutgers was that game. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, Indiana... I just see no world. They might cover or something. I see no world where Michigan State loses this game. I feel like that's pretty pretty rational take. Yeah, I'm just not afraid of a team that lost its Penix. Zing. I don't get it, Ryan. Explain it. Oh, yeah, Michael Penix out for the game. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Mitch had to get that zinger in, but yeah. Uh, What's your take? MSU should MSU should win this game. Like they should, the the line is ridiculously low in my opinion. Um, I feel a lot more confident. I'm with you. I thought that if they lost any of these two games, I it would have been Rutgers. I I don't think they're gonna lose this game, but we will see what happens. I mean, you don't know. That's why they play the game, you know. So, I uh, that's all I really got on IU, man. I don't really think that there's a lot to talk about other than IU's just really disappointed this year and they're not the same team they were last year and uh they also played Western Kentucky they also played Western Kentucky uh they beat them 30 31 29 I believe was the final 31 yeah okay um so you know common opponent we you know we did much better against WK the common opponent that almost beat Indiana Michigan State basically beat them by halftime so i mean it's not really a shocker we're all picking michigan state but i think that it's rational i think um that you like ryan said you're gonna see those skill players on the outside probably go to work and eventually this will be another spartan victory no matter how you shake it that's my opinion yeah i mean i'm this is a game which is crazy i wrote this in as a loss before the season started Indiana's just not good this year. So, um, yeah, MSU should get W here for sure, without question. Um, Bloomington isn't a super tough place to play either. There's going to be a lot of Spark fans. At the Homecoming, game. though. Yeah, it's IU football. <laughs> there will be a lot of red and white. <laughs> we, already be- we already beat – we already ruined Rutgers' uh, homecoming. We'll ruin another Yeah, one. it's hilarious that they made all these MSU games homecoming because they all thought MSU would have suck this year. <laughs> Joke's on them, huh? Yep. All right. Um, football, 6-0. and I mean, I can't even... 
no, no, I, I already no way in hell I would have thought this would have been the case. Can't believe it. No Honestly, way. can't believe that um, football season is amazing and not a total like disaster right. for us Michigan State Lions fans. Um, Mitch, you got something to say? How how cool is it to score points? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, definitely a different thing. I'm not. I've not been used to. For when a while. was the last time we could score points at will? Fifteen. Yeah, it was probably the last basically time. fifteen. And even better 14. than that, 14, fourteen. Even more like yeah, like fifteen struggled sometimes. Fourteen can score. They average like forty points a game. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I'm not not gonna lie. I was having a blast on Saturday. So, yeah. Dude, it is so much fun coming to these games where we're going to put points yeah. on the board. Yeah. All right. um, like, not having to hope that our defense holds the team to 13, like, for us to be able to win. Like, it, it's so much refreshing holding a team to 13 and scoring 42. You know? Like, it would have been nice if that really good defense a couple of years ago could have yeah. lined up dude. with this yeah. really good offense. Oh. I don't want to. Let's not get too That's far in the weeds. That's super depressing <laughs> thinking about that, but yeah. Um, so, football, everything's going great. I think that we're hoping probably we'll see an undefeated Spartan team going into their bye week, which is crazy to say. I mean, I honestly can't believe that, that undefeated going into, into the bye week, going to face Michigan. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I had a Clemson have a better record than Alabama. Better record than Ohio State. Yeah, that that would have been a pretty good bet if you could have found that parlay. I think. How many undefeated teams there are left? Like five or six, something like that. Yeah, Michigan State and Michigan happen to be. I think it's more like in, ten, right? Yeah, in that group, it's like ten or so, and three of them are in the Big Ten. Okay, but um, basketball coming around the corner. Um, you know, there's not a lot of news on the recruiting front. That will be. You know, in the future, there's definitely going to be some recruitments heating up. Uh, Owen Freeman just committed to Iowa, by the way. Like, literally, like, 30 minutes ago. Okay, Owen Freeman committed to Iowa. So, I guess he's off the board for now, (laughs) I'm guessing. Um, But there was Big Ten Media Day. So, you get to have a lot of, you know, coaches come in, some players come in, get some questions maybe you haven't heard them uh, answer yet. Um Izzo pretty much did his normal thing. The one thing I thought was funny is the question everybody really has right now is kind of like football season. Who's going to be your quarterback, in quotes, the point guard? Um, and Izzo used the word quarterback a lot during the press conference. Um, they asked him about it. Football guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They asked him about it, and he proceeds to mispronounce Hogard's name. Which I literally laughed out loud at because we like you're we thinking who's gonna start? Maybe not the guy who he can't pronounce his name, <laughs> but that you don't read too much into that. It's just kind of funny. He made a comment about how he's lost weight, and then he went on to d- describe just how amazing Tyson Walker is, <laughs> and I just was like cracking up because if you were of the opinion that he's gonna start Walker and that he was being coy, um, he had a lot of really funny things to say. And it was very telling if that were the case. But I watched a lot of the questions. I watched Malik and Gabe answer. And I am convinced that A.J. Hogard must have had one hell of an offseason. Because at no point 
did anybody, unless they all pl- got together and planned this, no point did anybody lean, oh, Tyson's going to be the guy who's going to take us to the next level. Every single time, Izzo, Gabe Brown, Malik, they all said, it's awesome having both of them because they're both so good. When one's on the bench, we've got the other on the court. It's going to be hard to stop. Um, Hogard must have really held his own. I think in the end, you're going to have Tyson Walker starting, but this would not be the first time that Izzo started the guy, <coughs> pardon me, that eventually lost his job, right? Tum Tum Nairn. Um, there was. Uh, I'm really blanking now. What year? Well, all sorts of positions where it was clear that, like, for instance, Kithier kept playing, but yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. like, it should be. Marcus. Well, or Julius Marble. Yeah, or even Malik Hall. And, and then eventually it all came. Marcus Bingham. Like, why is he not starting? Um, there's a lot of situations where you kind of see Izzo make people earn it. Um, and I think that it, Hogard has convinced people on this team. I'm certain of that. So from what I saw and them shooting around, I think he's got a little bit better of a shot. He's probably a little more athletic in, a, um, in terms of his fitness, probably stronger. And I think he's probably more confident. And you could see an awesome – I mean – Perfect world, Tyson Walker starting, and Hogard comes on and balls out. I mean, why would we not want that? And I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I think you probably listened to it live, uh, Izzo mentioned um, playing them together, right? didn't he? Because he was talking about how good of a shooter uh, Walker is. Yeah, he did say that. He said that a, a lot, though, like almost every year in the past couple of years. But he did mention... Um, because of the guys on their team, there's so many versatile guys that can play multiple positions. And he he made a comment that a lot of the times his best teams are comprised of guys that can really um, do this or that and play a different switch in the middle of the play. Um, he mentioned that you could see them together. I don't know. like You might see that. You may not. But the comment about Walker being able to light it up, I mean, he can shoot like – I don't think he missed a single three in the scrimmage, which, you know, just goes to show you he's a good shooter. Imagine a like a small ball lineup of like Hogard, Walker, Gabe Brown, Malik, and like Hauser. Like the shooting, at, like just just for a few minute like small ball lineup. It would definitely be an interesting look, depending on who else was on the other side of the court. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I mean you you. I mentioned Izzo said it. Malik Hall said the exact same thing. Um, Andy Katz asked him, do you think that Michigan State's going to be better than their picked seventh in the Big Ten? He said that, I think that we're going to be at the top. And, of course, a lot of the guys probably say that. But Malik Hall mentioned how so many of their guys are versatile that they can play different positions. I think that they are all seeing the same thing that Izzo is seeing in that they're going to be able to throw out different looks at teams. They're going to be able to take advantages of matchups. And, of course, that's going to be an advantage to you. That, I mean, that's the only thing that it could be, is being able to play different guys, different lineups. Um, sometimes people think there's too many guys, not enough for getting the right amount of minutes that will get them more confidence and more um, touches on the ball, really. Yeah, that's a, di- a debate for a different day. But anyway, uh, those are a couple of comments I thought that should be mentioned. Um, and I, they, it all lines up with the same kind of idea that I've been saying 
I think this team's going to be a lot better. Jeff Goodman just tweeted, I would say, um, Ryan. He just tweeted that he went to Michigan State practice and that he saw how good Walker is and that he picked them seventh and he would like to change that pick now because he thinks immediately they're going to be a lot better than seventh in the Big Ten, which I've been making that case all along. They, It's Michigan State. It's one, if it's not the best program in the Big Ten, it's one of them. It's number two in the I mean, so we can argue about that all day, but that's just fact. It's one of them. So they're not going to be down in the dumps. They've got the guys. They've got the coach. Everything, um, I think, is coming together. So uh, that's all we really have. I think we're going to get into our picks. Does that sound good? Um, all right. There's only a couple. Um, last week, Ryan went one, one and three. There was a push in there, the Nebraska-Michigan game. We got – when we did our picks, it was minus three. I think it ended two and a half. Yeah, and it definitely, you know, moved up and down. But um, that was a push for when we took it and wrote it down. Um, and then I went 2-1-2. and two. We've been kind of middling last couple of weeks. But Ryan's at 27-2-5. and five. Technically, you're right above Vegas. But with the VIG on bets, you would pretty much be exactly even. Um, I'm 33-2-19, and 19, just kind of like staying above water because I feel like the lost weeks are coming. <laughs> um, UConn, they didn't cover. They lost. So the first non-cover since we started this, and it was the first week you and yeah, I, I took said, them. Yeah, because yeah, we thought UMass they, is so. I thought they'd beat UMass. We thought they would beat UMass. They play Yale this week. As it stands, as we record, there is no line for that game. It's Yale gonna be a barn burner. Yale is FCS, by the way, two and two in FCS. By the way, FPI has. Yale has like 60% to win this game, which is hilarious. Might want to might throw a little action on it. Okay, so we're going to start off with Nebraska, three-and-a-half-point favorites against Minnesota. Um, Ryan? At TCF in Minneapolis. Uh, it seems like pretty easy money to take Nebraska here. Mitch? Yeah, um... And Nebraska just needs to get out of their own way, and they're actually a freaking solid team. So if they just clean up the turnovers, they should steamroll that guy who the made Gophers. That, the, that guy who made that video, remember the Nebraska fan that made the video after the game, like having a mental breakdown in his bathroom? Yeah. I can only imagine. I have not looked to see what his reaction was to that Michigan game. I can only imagine how he reacted to that game. Oh, my Lord. I mean, the officiating oh, in that game was, was terrible. It was a joke. And then... Turtle. I think that um, Martinez, I think he's a double-edged sword. He's I think a, that he's very good, and then he makes that back-breaking play. He is the guy who gets you, like, three touchdowns and then a back-breaking turnover. And yeah. I, I was yelling at the TV, go down. He got the first down. Go down. Because I knew if he kept on pushing for yards, he was going to fumble the ball. I knew it was going to happen. But, yeah, I mean, that was kind of a mess. Um, no matter what, uh it's it's whatever to me because it almost makes the game against Michigan undefeated would be perfect, right? Yeah, I just want I want them to lose every yeah. game. Yeah, right <laughs> so true. I'm have real money on Nebraska here. I feel like they easily beat Minnesota, so I we're all in agreement there. Um, now the next game, Rutgers two point favorite over Northwestern. Easy money, take Northwestern. No, I mean, Jesus, take Rutgers here. Uh, Northwestern is. 
fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> really bad. And Rutgers is at least a mid mid pack Big Ten team. Yeah. Uh, this game opened as a pick'em and pretty much immediately moved to uh, Rutgers being favorites by two. Uh, gonna have to go with uh, Rucker here. Rucker. Oh yeah, we took their S again. By the way, it's Rucker again. Yeah, we took their S. So my guy Rucker is definitely gonna get the dub and cover. And I'm sickened, actually sickened, that you guys didn't run to your phone and text me that <laughs> Rucker versus Northwestern was a pick'em. <laughs> I mean, I'm that's barely gonna so make rent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's such an easy pick. Yeah, I mean that's that's your lock of the week. And if it doesn't work. I don't know why you're listening to us for bets. Okay. Um, Iowa, 11.5 point favorites over Purdue. This game's in West... And, uh, I think it's in exactly. at Kinnick. Um, yeah, by the way, I botched Kinnick last week and called it Car- Carver Hawkeye like three times. So that was great. Corn people place. <laughs> Corn people sports place. <laughs> Corn people sports place. I mean, that could apply to another team in the Big Ten, too. But yes. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm taking I Iowa to dude, they're gonna cover this spread. Like what in the world are we doing here? Purdue is terrible. Come on. Yeah, uh I'm also gonna have to go Iowa. These games are kinda lopsided a little bit. Uh this you know, this week one way or another. Uh however, Spectra Petrus, Petrus, he sucks. He's not very good. He sucks. He he they're very lucky that Sean Clifford got hurt. Yeah. Um, I've been riding Iowa, so I see no reason. Um, we're all in agreement through three picks, and I, I have to say, that is I think making that, me worried. I, I, I think I, there might be some Vegas black magic going on this weekend. Yeah, we might honestly all go five for five, too. Um, Wisconsin, minus 13, Army. Give me Army. What the hell are we doing here? Wisconsin can't score in a whorehouse. Get the hell out of here with that shit. Yeah, uh, Army's actually pretty solid. Uh, also was able to outscore Western Kentucky. Uh, I know Wisconsin's really good against the run, but it's triple option, so it's not a real run. It's weird. Uh, I just don't see how they're going to beat Army. Army's solid this year. Uh, Grant Mertz sucks. Wisconsin sucks. Yeah. I am not just doing this for attention. I'm going to take Wisconsin. (laughs) They had a big bounce-back win. Right? Big bounce back. Yeah, yeah they, they beat, beat, they the beat Bert, They beat Bert. They beat the worst the fighting, team. In the, arguably the worst team in the Big Ten. And then <laughs> Army <laughs> and then Army blew the cover against UConn and I'm never gonna <laughs> I'm never gonna trust them again. And Wisconsin's gonna cover, I hope. But I'm not gonna put money on it. I'm just oh, hell no. So that was our one disagreement there. I'm hoping that I got a feeling that we're all gonna have the same pick. I've got a couple of plays here, um, in real life, uh but Texas, five-point favorite over the Cowboys, OK State. This is in Stillwater, I think, correct? Just give us a second here. We're going to look this up. It is... I think it's in Stillwater. At Texas. At Texas. Who's the fa- what was it, four and a half? Te- Texas? Texas, five and a half. Five and a half? Five. Um, five. Um... I'm going to take Gundy in Oklahoma State. I, I just don't. With Texas, they just had a heartbreaking loss this past week, and we'll see how they respond, but I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think that Oklahoma State's going to cover, and I think they might win straight up, to be honest. 
Pretty sure Oklahoma State's still undefeated, by the way. Yeah, I'm also yeah they're five zero. I'm also gonna yeah go Oklahoma State as much as I'm not a fan of uh, Mike Gundy. Um, yeah, uh, just I won't forgive Texas. They were one of my parlays. It was it sh- they should have had that game easy money. They pulled the Texas and yeah they they yeah very much pulled the Texas. Um, I'm in agreement. Undefeated teams getting five points. That's just you don't even have to tell me who's playing, and that you've got my interest. So, that's easy for me. These ones don't count. The out of we're conference. Just doing, we're just adding, adding yeah. Only five just games. if you you hear it and you're like, oh, it's actually a good point. Anyway, um, Georgia, twenty three and a half favorites over the eleventh ranked Kentucky Wildcats. Vegas does not like Kentucky. Um, or they like Georgia. I think it's a mixture of both. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm going to take a Tommy to cover here. I think they'll lose by, like, three touchdowns, so they'll cover by, like, two points. Taking 23-and-a-half in a fringe top-10 matchup is so hard for me to believe, but this Georgia defense is generational. They're, they're, they're allowing five-and-a-half points per game. Yeah, they're pretty good. I, 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 I'm going to take Georgia. I, I think, uh, like, Kentucky's getting a lot of love for beating, like, a bad LSU, LSU team. Ass this year. And then they beat, like, they beat Florida a few weeks ago. That was, like, their really, really big win. Florida is not that good. Yeah, like, Florida's just mediocre. Their other wins are South Carolina, Chattanooga, Missouri, and UL Monroe. Uh,. That's a that's a fraudulent five and zero. Yeah, I'm not buying the Wildcats. So, so I'm going Georgia. But I think they're gonna cover the spread. But yeah, um, I'm gonna just gonna go with the numbers here. I'm gonna say that Kentucky covers the spread. Yeah, they're probably gonna get their. It's gonna it's gonna be like a three touchdown. They're gonna get their butts handed to them, but I think that that's a lot of points. It so. is a lot of points. It's a shitload of points. Um, and then last one, Baylor six point favorites over the Mormons. Games in Waco. BYU just got embarrassed at home by Boise State. Give me the home dog here. Give me Baylor. Isn't Baylor I thought Baylor's favorite? They, they lost one I think BYU was favored, correct? Tim. Um Baylor. No, Baylor's favorite. Baylor's favorite. Never mind. Give me BYU to cover. Sorry. I thought it was I thought I thought BYU was favored. No, nah, yeah. I was that's why I was so confused. Yeah, I was yeah. like, why the hell are uh, you favored by I'm, six? I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take the Mormons. Yeah, uh, I think they they could win outright. It wouldn't shock me. Baylor's just mid this year. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, I'm so have no idea, and so I would probably defer to you guys normally. So that's what I'm gonna do. BYU. Okay, got our picks. Um, you know, there's not a lot to say other than we're kind of just all in um, shock, sort of, at an undefeated Spartan team. Probably going to be seven and zero going in, into their bye week. I want to knock on wood because they're going to take this game serious. We are too, but We're, if even if it's by one point, Michigan State's going to win. Fans, right? fans don't play the game. Fans can look ahead. Players cannot look ahead. It's different with, with fans. Yeah. We can look ahead to the Michigan game. We can talk about it. Who cares? Of course we can. Um, you know, it's this is like. The best thing ever. They were supposed to be so bad, and now they might be really good. Yeah. Um, 
Basketball's around the corner. We're soon to have those weekends where we got both. And I think you're going to have, you know, you're going to see ranked Michigan State basketball, ranked Michigan State football. This used to be my favorite time of the year when we'd be going into, like, like, you know, November. And you'd have, like, a really good MSU football team. And then, like, you have Champions Classic, like, that week. Oh, yeah. And then football game that weekend. Yeah, it was great. And it's great to see it starting to get back to that. Yeah. Uh, there's a weekend coming up. Uh, Maryland football game. Whenever, the, November, whatever. Um, oh, yeah. Friday night is MSU men's basketball against Western. Saturday, presumably morning. Um, we play Maryland in football in what should be going for 10 and uh, yeah, because we get yeah. Penn State and uh, Ohio, Ohio State, State back to back. season. Yeah, yeah, um, very exciting time. I can't imagine like asking for much more than I mean. This is the best case wait, scenario. Wait, 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 there is nothing anybody can can complain about right now. Yeah, this is this is beautiful, and I'm thoroughly. I mean, this is the main point since we're the fan. We're fans on this podcast. Just enjoy it. Like you don't get to hang up a banner of. The good times you had while we started six and zero. Just enjoy it. This is this is the best. I'm having so much fun this season, and I think there's more good times ahead. You had something the same, Mitch. I made it sound like I was guaranteeing a win against a certain team on uh, October the thirtieth because I said we should be going for ten and zero. I just want to clarify: if we get past Michigan, we should be going for ten and zero. Yeah, and that's a discussion it's for a, another that's an podcast. Absolutely insane thing to even. Think I about. I think <laughs> Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong. We'll probably talk about Michigan before the Michigan. We game. are going to have. I think we talked on at least a couple podcasts because <laughs> we have a bye week, and then I'm going to try to get a Michigan person on. And most of you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Everything is perspective, but we're going to have some fun in the next come a uh, couple weeks. So that all be being said, go green, go white. But this will help. Get him some breathing room. Walker. Walker. Across the 30. Still on his feet. There he goes. Kenneth Walker. He's going to go all the way. One play. 94 yards. You've been chopped. Judges? 6-0. They take care of business. Here against the Scarlet Knights. 31-13. They did it with 590 yards of offense. And so we had to chop you. Thank you, it was really fun.